Hello and welcome to St. Paul's United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Mike Agnew, and it's great to have you listening to our sermons this way. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can find us by going to our website at www.cherokeemethodist.com. Now, this podcast is for Easter Sunday. It's based on the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 15 to 19, and also any of the resurrection stories from the Gospels. But today is the day, depending on when you're listening to this, Lent is over and Easter has come. The greatest day in history and the most important day of the Christian year. I mean, this is a day when everything changed. I cannot overstate this, that when Jesus died, the hopes of all who followed him also died. I mean, they believed in Jesus. He was the Messiah, and they they understand Jesus to be the one who would lead them to freedom from the Romans and bring Israel back to freedom again. Now, why, why would they misunderstand Jesus when he told them that he would die? Well, just because, you know, it's not that they were dense, but, you know, they understood the Hebrew Scriptures, and the Hebrew Scriptures did not lead them to believe in any way, shape, or form that the Messiah would be killed and then rise from the dead. And we wouldn't have either, by the way. Uh, That's because the cross and the resurrection was not expected, but it was a surprise which required those who still followed Jesus to partake in a vast rethinking of their faith and a reinterpreting of their Hebrew scriptures to make sense of this surprise ending. You know, it's easy for us to say that the scriptures foretold this. We live in hindsight. But after Jesus died for the disciples, their hopes had died too. As far as they were concerned, Jesus had failed his mission and they hid for fear of the same fate coming for them. But then, on Sunday morning, it was discovered that Jesus' body was gone. Now, at first, the most logical conclusion is that his body must have been stolen. But then they saw Jesus appear to them. He had risen and their minds were blown. You see, most everything they thought that they knew about God was wrong. The Messiah had not come to defeat their enemies or to condemn the world or to put Israel back on top. The Messiah had come for all, including Israelites and Romans, and his way was not a way of vengeance and judgment, but of redemption and renewal. In defeat, Jesus had actually been victorious over sin and death, offering forgiveness and effort, everlasting life, not just after death, but even now today. So there are two words in the title of this sermon, resurrection and renewal. Resurrection refers to a literal resurrection of the body from death to life. This is what happened to Jesus, and it's promised that it will happen to us as well at the end of the age. You see, We're not destined to live forever after death in some bodiless heaven as spirits. That's a common misconception. But this is not how God created us, right? He created us not as spirits, but with bodies to live out our lives on the earth. And contrary to what some people may teach, God's goal at the end is not to destroy the world and opt for a bodiless heaven instead. In many ways, that would be like accepting defeat, You know, it's kind of like God created this world and us to have bodies, but then sin ruined things, so he has to go to plan B. No, 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 no. God wants to renew this world and bring it back to the way that it should be. And so that's why we have this beautiful metaphorical picture in Revelation of a new heavens and a new earth being recreated in one, a world where we live with God, but without sin or the effects of sin. 
including human and natural tragedies. But just as Easter is about resurrection, it's also about renewal. And we don't have to wait for the new age to experience renewal, folks. All right? I mean, if we had to wait till then, it wouldn't be much help now, would it? But there's so much more to life than waiting for the end. Because the good news of Easter is that God is in the business of renewing people right now. You know, today we're taking a look at the conversation that the Apostle Peter had with Jesus after he'd been resurrected. Remember that Peter had done what he said he would never do. He denied Jesus three times. You know, he had promised to be loyal to Jesus no matter what, even to the death. Of course, Peter probably said this thinking that Jesus would lead them into battle against the Romans, and Peter was probably ready to fight and die if necessary. But when the soldiers came to arrest Jesus, perhaps Peter expected that this was the time for the fighting to begin, which is why he gets out his sword. But instead of fighting, Jesus chastises him and lets the guards take him. And after this, Peter is at a loss. During the beginnings of Jesus' trial, Peter followed from a safe distance. And in those moments when others asked about his association with Jesus, he panicked. Not ready to be taken into custody, not ready to die like this, He was ready to fight to the death, not to surrender to death. But when Jesus realized he had denied Jesus, he ran away and wept bitterly. He did what he said he would never do. Now fast forward, after the resurrection, Jesus is resurrected from the dead and he's gathered with his disciples. This, no doubt, probably was an awkward moment. Peter probably felt a mixture of emotions, including shame, guilt, fear, and a low sense of self-worth. But Jesus has a conversation with him that seems weird when we read it. He asks Peter three times if he loves him. And each time Peter says yes, and Jesus tells him to go after other people, telling them about Jesus. So it's kind of strange to us that he would ask him three times. But you see, what's happening is Jesus is seeking to restore Peter. The three questions respond to the three times he denied Jesus. So Jesus is telling Peter that in spite of the horrible betrayal he committed against Jesus, Jesus saw the love Peter had for him, and he knew Peter could do great things. And indeed, Peter did do great things, telling other people about him. I want us to think about this for a moment, because not every disciple had a happy ending. I mean, every disciple on some level had abandoned Jesus, but there were two who explicitly did so, Peter and Judas. Judas is the one who betrayed Jesus to the Pharisees for money. You see, the Pharisees had wanted Jesus arrested, but they couldn't do it during the day when they were, he was surrounded by all of his fans, and they didn't know where he was when he spent his nights. So Judas brought them to Jesus' location. Now, we're not sure of Judas's motives for doing this. We can speculate. Some say it was maybe to force Jesus' hand. Maybe he was impatient waiting for the revolution, and he thought that perhaps his arrest would cause him to fight back. But whatever his reasons, we know from Scripture that when Jesus is arrested and condemned to die, Judas, much like Peter, is filled with despair and self-hatred. In many ways, Peter and Judas have similar stories. They both do something terrible to Jesus and afterwards are filled with despair. But this is where they go their separate ways, however, because Judas responded by hanging himself. He just couldn't live with what he had done. And he figured there is no redemption from this or a way to live with himself. 
Now, Peter probably had many of the same feelings, but for whatever reason, he didn't kill himself. He hung on for three days, and then everything changed. Can you imagine what Judas's story could have been like had he not hung himself? Perhaps if he had just waited three more days, he would have seen Jesus risen. Perhaps if he would have waited, Jesus would have had a conversation with him too. Perhaps Judas would have experienced the love and forgiveness of Jesus. Perhaps Judas would have been renewed like Peter and gone on to do great things. I mean, could you imagine his testimony? I betrayed Jesus, but he forgave me. You see, here's the thing. Easter is a story of resurrection and renewal. But not just renewal after death or at the end of the age, but right now. You can have renewal right now, regardless of what you've done or has been done to you. Easter is a reminder to us that nobody is beyond renewal. And just as Jesus literally came back to life from the dead, he can help the person who's spiritually dead receive new life. He can help the depressed feel hope again. He can help those who feel worthless find their God-given value. Our mistakes, our sins, our negative experiences can give us a skewed view of the world and our place in it. We can lose our sense of self-worth and we can forget that we're loved. And for some, there's a sense that life is not worth living. It may be that your past experiences have led you to believe in a certain narrative about your life and your future that says you have no future, that you're not important, that you're not needed. Well, the Easter message is many things, but one of the things we don't want to miss is Jesus' message of renewal. No matter what you've done or has been done to you, you have a future, you are important, and you are needed. I don't care. Whatever your story is, if God can restore Peter, he can restore you too. No matter what others may say of you or how the world may label you because of something you did or something you are, God views you differently. God wants to rewrite your story by redeeming it. But that can only happen if you open yourself up to him, receive his forgiveness and love that is already offered. It's no wonder that Easter is the greatest day of the year. Easter reminds us that there's always hope, there's always forgiveness, there's always renewal, there's always life. The Easter message is that God actually really loves you. He doesn't just put up with you or tolerate you or like the you that you could be if you were perfect. No, he actually really loves you as you are right now. So no matter what your story is, no matter how others may judge you for what you have done, hold on to life, hold on to Jesus, and trust him to lead you into a future of renewed hope and everlasting joy. Thanks be to Jesus, who by dying on the cross showed us the depths of God's love, which overcomes any sin and any flaw we think we might have. You are not worthless. No matter what you've done or what has been done to you, you are God's beloved child. Amen. God bless and have a great week. Happy Easter.